Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. In preparation for this fantasy baseball season, I covered rookies and sleepers and breakthrough players, covered draft strategy, a mock first round, and a position-by-position preview. I've looked at injuries and position battles, and it looks like it's going to be a while, maybe a long while, before the 2020 Major League Baseball season is ready to start. So I have some time to dig in, and right now I'm going to look back at the most historically productive seasons by position. So let's start behind the plate. First, with some honorable mentions outside the top 10. 1993, Chris Hoyles. Yes, Chris Hoyles. This list is going to include a whole bunch of Hall of Famers, but the former Orioles catcher, Chris Hoyles, in 93 had 29 home runs, 82 RBIs, 80 runs scored, and hit 310. He wasn't even the best catcher that season. It was Mike Piazza again. But the Orioles catcher had the best season of his career. While he didn't have the home run RBI numbers of, say, Mickey Tettleton, Hoyles also hit better than 300 compared to Tettleton's 245 average. In 2007, there was a trio of Jorge Posada, Russell Martin, and Victor Martinez that were all excellent. Posada had 20 home runs, 90 RBIs, and hit 338. Martin had 19 home runs, 87 RBIs, 87 runs scored, 21 stolen bases, and hit 293. And then Victor Martinez had 25 home runs, 117 RBIs, 84 runs, and hit 301. Those are really great seasons. They still didn't make the top 10. 1966, Joe Torre. You remember drafting Joe Torre in fantasy baseball in 1966? Okay, probably not, but we're, we're going historical here. Joe Torre in, in 66, 36 home runs, 101 RBIs, 83 runs scored, and hit 315. He was miles ahead of all the other catchers that year, including Tom Holler and Tim McCarver, who, who were kind of the next two in line, but they were way back. 2012, Buster Posey had 24 home runs, 103 RBIs, 78 runs scored, and hit 336. And of course, my man Yadier Molina might have been second best that year in 2012. A long way behind Posey, but Molina had 22 home runs, 76 RBIs, stole 12 bases, uh, and had a 301 batting average. But uh, as great as Molina was, he wasn't anywhere near Posey. And last uh, honorable mention here, we'll go to year 2000, Mike Piazza. He was with the Mets, had 38 home runs, 113 RBIs, 90 runs scored, and hit 324. Jorge Posada was great that season too. Had 28 home runs, 92 RBIs, 86 runs scored, hit 287. But that was not up to Piazza's numbers at all. And Piazza did it in 15 fewer games that season. So you go through that that list and those are some pretty great catcher seasons. They don't make it into the top 10. So let's start the top 10. 1951, Roy Campanella, the Dodgers. Campanella had 33 home runs, 108 RBIs, 90 runs scored, and a 325 batting average. Yogi Berra and Wes Westrom were productive catchers that season too, but they were nowhere near Campanella's class. And this isn't Campanella's only entry on the top 10 list. Number nine is 1996 Mike Piazza with the Dodgers. Had 36 home runs, 105 RBIs, 87 runs scored, and hit 336. Todd Hundley had more home runs than RBIs, and Yvonne Rodriguez had more runs. But Piazza was way up in those, in those categories and led all catchers with a 336 batting average. We will hear more from Piazza. This is only a little better than his year 2000 season that was among the honorable mentions. The oldest entry on the list here, 1937, Bill Dickey. Yankees catcher had 29 home runs, 133 RBIs, 87 runs scored, and hit 332. And believe it or not, there was one other catcher putting up big numbers in 1937. Rudy York uh, of the Tigers had 35 home runs, 103 RBIs, and hit 307. Uh, but Dickey... Uh, outlasted York by by virtue of plate appearances. Dickey made 608 plate appearances that year. 
uh, a major durability advantage over both York and, and the Cubs' Gabby Hartnett, who, who didn't have power numbers, but Hartnett did hit 354. So on to the seventh best uh, fantasy season for catchers, and it's 1950s Yogi Berra. Berra had 28 home runs, 124 RBIs, 116 runs scored, four stolen bases, and a 322 batting average. Campanella was great again in 1950 at 31 home runs uh, and 89 RBIs. And so was the Phillies' Andy Semenik, uh, who had 24 home runs and 68 RBIs and a 288 average. But Berra was far and away uh, top of the class that year. Uh, this was sort of the start of Berra's peak years, and his runs scored and average that year were career highs. The number six uh, catcher for all-time uh, fantasy seasons, num- 1970 Johnny Bench. And the power numbers here are outstanding. 45 home runs, 148 RBIs, 97 runs scored, and a 293 batting average. Throw in five stolen bases, too. And, you know, Joe Torre, uh, again, and Dick Dietz were, were very good, but no one was even close to Bench's home run and RBI numbers. Uh, essentially, that's the, the best catcher season uh, for home runs and RBIs. Now, the, the batting average is good, but it's not outstanding, and that sort of uh, is what limits Bench compared to uh, other players that finish higher up here in the top five. So anyway, obviously phenomenal seasons to, to this point. Let's take a break. And on the other side, we will count down from five to one. And we're back, counting down the top five fantasy seasons for catchers. Now, obviously, as I'm doing this and I'm going historically, I have not just counted players that were in sort of the fantasy baseball era. You know, at at number eight, I had 1937 Bill Dickey. At number seven, I had 1950s Yogi Berra. Number 10 was 1951 Roy Campanella. And number six was 1970 Johnny Bench. These are all players coming from before uh, fantasy baseball was really a thing. Uh, But nevertheless, we will pick things up at number five with 1995's Mike Piazza. Piazza had 32 home runs, 93 RBIs, and a 346 batting average. This is a strong Piazza season, but it stands out even more because the 1995 catcher class didn't offer much competition. No other catcher even had 20 home runs. Mike Stanley had, was the only one with more than 70 RBIs. And Pudge Rodriguez was the only the other catcher to hit better than 300. So Piazza was head and shoulders above the rest of the class in 1995. That, that's what puts him here at, at number five overall. Moving to number four, we get another entry from 1953, Roy Campanella. This is his second entry on the list. Campanella had a monster year that year. 41 home runs, 142 RBIs, 103 runs scored, and hit 312. This was sort of the same era here where we had Campanella and Yogi Berra going back and forth. And so in 1953, Campanella had this monster season. Berra had a really great year too, 27 home runs, 108 RBIs, and a 296 batting average. He's, ne- he's next best uh, in that season, but uh, clearly Campanella was top, top of the class that year in 1953, and it's one of the all-time great seasons by a catcher. Now, at number three, we're going modern era, virtually, 2009, Joe Maurer. Uh, it was already a, a point at which most catchers weren't premier offensive performers, and then Maurer uh, goes out and he hits 365 with unprecedented home run totals. And for him, that was 28 home runs. He had 96 RBIs, 94 runs scored. But doing that with a 365 batting average uh, is an all-timer, one, uh, one of the great catching seasons uh, in terms of offensive production uh, for Joe Maurer. Uh, now, the second 
best fantasy season for catchers, is 1999 Ivan Rodriguez. Pudge had 35 home runs, 113 RBIs, 116 runs scored, and get this for a catcher, 25 stolen bases uh, while hitting 332. That's a, a monster season, and the 25 stolen bases is what kind of puts him up over the top in terms of fantasy value uh, for that season. Piazza, again, had another huge year in 1999, 40 home runs, 124 RBIs, hitting while well, hitting 303. Uh, but Pudge hitting 332 with power and 25 steals, that's phenomenal. And as, as great as that season was, we still have one more season that's even better. Uh, and that, and it should be, it's a familiar name. The name that I've probably mentioned the most so far is Mike Piazza. Uh, once again, 1997, Piazza had 40 home runs, 124 RBIs, 104 runs scored, and hit 362. The main difference, really, between Piazza's 97 and 99 seasons is that he hit 362 in 1997. The, the power numbers are similar, but uh, the batting average, that's a, that's a big difference there. Uh, so just think about getting that kind of production from a catcher. It's unheard of now. You don't get uh, catchers who are, you know, mainstays in the lineup that, A, that even play uh, on an everyday basis, uh, let alone guys who are middle-of-the-order power hitters that uh, put up the kind of numbers that Piazza did. And, and the fact that Piazza was doing it year after year after year um, shows just, I mean, fantasy-wise, he was a, a remarkable, remarkable player. Uh, and, you know, you can have issues with his defensive play and, and whether that affects his overall value. That, that's an entirely fair conversation to have. Uh, but in terms of fantasy value, uh, Mike Piazza has to go down as the, the all-time great uh, among catchers. And it, look at the, the current class of catchers. You know, the current top catcher is probably JT Real Muto, uh, who's he's the best on the board and because he has balance across the categories and, and can steal a little bit, uh, not, not like Pudge Rodriguez in 1999, but he can get a few steals. Gary Sanchez has big home run totals, but, but look how long it has been since uh, these best uh, offensive seasons by a catcher in the past 15 years or so, you can look to Joe Maurer and Buster Posey in a couple years for Jorge Posada. Uh, the most recent one of those examples is Posey's 2012 season. So recent seasons have just, it's brought a much more limited impact from catchers. And uh, I guess if we're applying that to this year's catcher class where Real Muto's the top, you just, you don't anticipate taking those guys really early because uh, the upside is not there. They, they, you're not going to have uh, anybody in the current catcher class and, and you may never uh, see somebody in the catcher class again who, who can put up numbers like Piazza. And, and part of that is that if teams have a guy who can hit that well, uh, on the way up, they they find a way to shift them out of catcher because you don't you don't you want that bat in in the lineup as often as possible, and there, it's really hard to say to your this prospect and say, okay, well you're going to play 150 games a year at catcher, and we still expect you to be a guy who hits 30 30 home runs and drives in 100 and hits 300 for us. Uh, if you've got that kind of bat, uh, they're they're probably going to protect you somewhere else in, on the field, and so. Keep that in mind. You know, you know we, we're going to have lots of time to prepare for the 2020 fantasy uh, season. And uh, right now, this is the start of digging back into history a little bit. And we'll be able to compare it to, say, the current production by position as well. And, and so we've started up with uh, catchers, and we will continue on tomorrow with first baseman. So uh, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Baseball. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. And hit me up with your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at 
LO underscore Fantasy MLB on Twitter. And if you want to send an email, direct it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. Find us and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your source for daily fantasy news and analysis.